everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap. He is Steve Marek, he is Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we had uh, another busy day this week. Mickey Joseph and Casey Thompson, Travis Vokalek, and uh, who was the third guy who we met with yesterday? Trivia time. Oh, uh, Chris Klarvik. Chris Klarvik. There we go. The game breaker from 24-hour yes. rule for us around oh, here, yeah. too. It happens, you flesh it, it's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, almost, I was trying to figure out who was the third guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who blocked the punt. Yes. Yep, the guy who blocked go. the punt and turned the game around for mm -hmm. the Huskers on Saturday. And then we w met with Bill Bush and Mark Whipple today. Um, boys, I wanted to kind of recap Mickey Joseph first because yesterday it was kind of interesting that um, – it feels like he's sort of settling into this role, right? I know that I think this is his third or fourth um, press conference leading up to a game, and that first one was obviously as tension-filled as as it could have been or yeah. should have been um, leading up to the leading up to the Indiana week um, or leading up to the Oklahoma game. That is, but did you guys get a sense that he was sort of settling in? I think he's more comfortable in front of the mic. I think he's more comfortable on the sidelines. Um, he was getting after some players against Indiana, the ones that kind of had the screw-ups, especially Turner Corcoran, got ejected. Haven't see, seen that a lot. Um, from, <laughs> you see that uh, no, yeah. no, not at all. But, yeah, I think after the game he really kind of opened up and was um, very honest like he always has been, uh, and that's refreshing. Um, he, I, I don't think he kind of messes around. He's very, whenever he gets a question, he's very direct in his answers, and that's very refreshing, um, kind of opposite of Scott Frost in that way. So, yeah, I think he's... Um, definitely getting used to the position and that's to be expected i mean when you're thrown into the fire like he was obviously there's going to be a transition period um but yeah i definitely think he's getting more comfortable and speaking of refreshing this is something greg and i wanted uh, or talked about yesterday so i want to kind of tee you up for this get your thoughts out there i mean he talked about and i thought this was the most important part of tuesday's press conference and greg you were saying the same thing yeah. of when he was talking about how casey thompson was benched and then they brought him in, or benched, or whatever phrase you want to use. Yeah, I say benched because he was benched. He was benched. He was benched. And then he came into the office and talked to, to Mickey about it on Monday, about the entire situation. Casey said, I don't want to I don't want to sit out any plays. Mm -hmm. And Mickey was pretty much allowing him to vent, and then he explained why they took him out. It's just he didn't say the words open-door policy, but it pretty much is Mickey again, like you said, refreshing mm -hmm. difference, yeah. pretty much an open door policy with his players. Yeah, I thought that was very important because he also went on to say that, you know, that he has to coach Casey hard the same way that he's going to then coach and treat everyone else. And everyone is going to be coached hard, but also everyone is going to have the ability to come in and talk to him whenever they would like to about whatever's going on, and they can have that dialogue. I think that is a, I think it was a great, great thing for him, not only to say out loud, but to actually be um, putting into practice. It wasn't just to like you know hope and a wish one day we'll do that it's this is actually already going mm -hmm. on and i think those are the types of things that are part of why you saw such kind of jubilation after the game when they won that game um in the locker room in that video with trev alberts like i think that all of that goes into the kind of i don't want to say the word culture but there is no other really way to kind of describe it but that culture kind of starting to go in the right direction um, under coach mickey joseph yeah there's when you have that much, that level of respect and pride in your head coach and you want to go out and play for him, I mean, Garrett Nelson said it after the game, I love Mickey to death and he's maximizing his opportunity. So when there is that love and respect, um, I think it just opens up a better communication line and 
less pressure. Like we talked about so much pressure. I think we've used that word so many times to describe mm-hmm. this season coming in. Greg, you have a fly on your hat that's distracting the, the hell out of me right now. All right. <laughs> it's, still it's, there? it's gone, but it, the fly it's going to be like the breaking bad this entire episode. time. Like it only has been coming towards me. It's the the breaking bad flies are quite episode. large at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be a fly on the wall, I guess, for, uh, for that Trev Alberts giving <laughs> the go. football to, to Mickey on Saturday night. It was a big moment, and it just feels like I know we use the phrase renewed sense of energy, but it was that way going into the Oklahoma game. And then Chris Kolarovic talked about it on on Tuesday. The Nebraska had 16 games going into Indiana, into Indiana, four wins that were all blowouts, 11 losses that were all by one possession or nine points or fewer, including 10 one possession games. So to actually pull out a a uh, close win just sort of kind of released a pressure valve, like I said, right? It shows that they can actually do it. I forget which player it was. I, it was probably Chris, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this group needed that win for sure, uh, and it was just good to see. I, I think everybody can agree that the vibes were good in Memorial Stadium on, on Monday and especially today too. So, yeah, and it was just a, kind of a monkey-off-the-back moment for this program, and now they got to try to carry it into a, a short week and with a Friday game at Rutgers. Yeah, and Bill Bush actually talked about that as well, too, right? He was talking about how happy he was for the team. Mickey Joseph mentioned it. Uh, but Bill also said today um, in his press conference with us that, you know, it wasn't something that they talked about. It wasn't like, oh, here comes the fourth quarter. Like, let's do something different than we haven't done before because you guys mm-hmm. have been in a bunch of close ones. He said that he was really happy with how they just kind of kept, kept fighting and pushing um, and then eventually got the W and pulled away. Yeah, what uh, Bill Bush said today that was really interesting was, especially on the field with the defense, something that he helped the the players um, do is get the calls in quickly. But also, he did a lot of same-same, he called it. And same-same was, you know, uh, using the exact same defensive call as the play before. And he, he thinks that kind of settled the guys down, gave them a chance to breathe, relax. And, you know, if, if Indiana had a good play um, that, that hit, so be it. We're going to come back in the next the next series or the next play and, and do it again. But um, so I thought that was kind of interesting from Bill Bush. It just it goes along with the simplifying everything that he was talking about and letting the letting the players play fast and not coach the athleticism out of them, like me, Mickey Joseph has said. I think I'm going to put simplified up there along with the key buzzwords of pressure <laughs> and um, of, of this season because that's what we talked about so much leading up to the Indiana game. I think we're going to talk about it plenty. Leading up to the Rutgers game. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I think they played cover one or cover three most of the night or at least showed those looks, which are the two simplest defenses you can run. And I think we've seen that make a, make a big difference and just making sure that everyone can go and play fast instead of just thinking about eight different things, which on yep. defense, if you're thinking about eight different things, and you're thinking about too many things. <laughs> and Bill Bush, like you said, he met with us today what what was sort of another key takeaway um i know you were asking him about malcolm hartzog yeah malcolm hartzog he uh bill bush said a really cool comparison baron miles he said malcolm hartzog reminds him a little bit of former husker all-american baron miles um and he said the the best thing that uh, malcolm brings to the defense is his tackle ability now malcolm did get burned on one run it was just him and miles farmer both on the same play that kid is electric who uh, the indiana indiana's true freshman nice yeah it was an incredible run that guy's got jukes um all over the place but 
Yeah, he said that he loves the way Malcolm um, is not afraid of anything. He's five foot nine. He's one of the smaller guys on the field, but he's not afraid to stick his face in the fan, which has been a popular saying for the past two days here. Yeah, I know, it's very cool Bingo saying. card. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and then his coverage, his coverage skills are coming along as well. He he moves well. He flips his hips. He does all the cool things that you want to see with with corners. Press um, man. Yeah, absolutely. And he go watch the game. Go watch the game and and see the 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 cushion that was not there from Nebraska's corners. We are used to five and six yards of cushion and quarterbacks just sitting, okay, I'll just throw it out there and game five or six yards. That was not there against Indiana. It was very much a more aggressive defense from Bill Bush. And he's he basically challenged Connor Bazelak, Indiana's quarterback, to beat him. And and they, he didn't. I mean, Connor was kind of inaccurate and up and down. And it just it wasn't a, a very good performance from Indiana's offense. So credit to Nebraska's defense and having athleticism to kind of, you know, make them beat us. And, and Indiana did not. So, And then to sort of bring things full circle, Mark Whipple, we also talked with him. And we talked about that open door policy with Mickey. I think one of the, one of the underlying storylines from Saturday night's game that could have been a much, much bigger deal <laughs> than it was, was Casey Thompson holds onto the ball too long, takes a sack on what Whipple called today uh, a missed touchdown opportunity. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. He just said he missed a a potential touchdown. Trey Palmer had beaten his man down the field, and it was was Trey Palmer. Palmer. In Whipple's Whipple's opinion, a would-be touchdown. But as you said, uh, Casey Thompson, a little indecisive, held on to the ball. It was a third and two, which also uh, is difficult to take a sack on. And then, yeah, came off the field and just got absolutely ripped into by, by Mr. Whipple. And so. then Casey could have made that situation a lot worse if oh, he yeah. didn't handle yes. it the way he did because yeah. he handled it like a pro. He took it on the chin. He didn't mm-hmm. start yelling back or clapping back or anything. He kind of just he took his medicine. He sat yep. out that series, yep. came back. And you could see that there was a little bit of shakiness, I think, yeah. just mm-hmm. unsured. For that next drive, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And then he settled in, and like Whipple said, he came back, he responded, he played well. And on Monday, that's what I was getting at, is Casey came into Whipple's office or wherever they spoke, and they, they had a conversation about it, and they said they came to a mutual understanding about everything. So I feel like that's another impactful moment mm-hmm. as far as um, like moving this this team forward, right? Yeah, and Casey also mentioned that he liked that. Like, that was another thing. Like, yeah. when you say that he handled it well, like he did, he took it, um, and then he didn't, you know, kind of throw Whipple under the bus during the press conference, and in fact, then went a step further and said he likes to be coached that hard. Mm-hmm. He's used to that. His dad, that flies back. His dad. <laughs> yes. um, These are the podcast moments that you sometimes see, sometimes don't. Yeah, like, it'll, it'll be fascinating as people laugh at this. Um, like Steve sweating bullets <laughs> from yes. 95 oh, degrees one time, great. and it was so it, bad that the, the, lost the camera, the, yeah. the lost <laughs> of the Inside Nebraska podcast because the camera got fried because it was so hot. And Steve's yeah. just tripping. But, but he anyway, likes to be, likes to be coached anyway, that hard. His Steve dad likes has to be coached that hard as well. Too. I do, Steve I do. He's being coached yes. hard as well. Yes. I like it. Everybody likes to be held accountable. But that also goes to a, a bigger point with this dog on fly. <laughs> a bigger point um, that I think that this team is actually hungry for that. And I think that Casey kind of embodies that um, situation where I think the team is ready to be led and led in a different way. And I think that they're responding in the quick aftermath um, of the frostfire. And one cool thing that I thought Mark Whipple, who was very open and honest today, said, you know, he, I, he thinks that he gets more out of his players from being a dick rather than being just a nice guy and, and, <laughs> and being quote. passive. And that's a direct quote. He yeah. didn't say that word. That's just not me saying that word. Um, would so, you ever say that in real life? Of course you wouldn't. 
No, of course not. Never. No, I've never said that phrase in my life. But yeah, just Mark Whipple kind of opening up and, and showing that fire on the sideline. It can be good, it can be bad, but I think for this team, this season right now, and, and what they're trying to accomplish or tie for first place in the Big Ten West, I think having that fire and, and being the bad guy kind of is, is good for them. One last thought is I think it's kind of crazy that despite all this turmoil after everything, Nebraska is in the middle of the Big Ten West race and yep. has a chance to it. get to Indy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, we, you can't, you, like the funny, it's wild to think about, but yes, we have to kind of start saying that until, you know, things go further off the rails. Like they are in the race. And I think that that's a really important thing for this team because we talked about it amongst ourselves the last couple of weeks that, man, this thing could really go sideways on them, but they have something to really play for. Mm -hmm. And it's really something that, that is going to be fascinating to see unfold. Yeah, they have something to play for in a season that looked like it was going to go quickly mm -hmm. toward the side of this is just a lost season, let's pack it in. And now there's, so, I mean, other than pride, you've got their football players, so of course right. they're not going to pack it in. I didn't mean to suggest that, but just I think mentally it could give them that extra edge of, boys, we got a title to play for. Yeah. And obviously it has to be said that much of that is a product of the Big Ten West being yeah. very filled mm -hmm. and kind of a mess right now, but it doesn't matter. No, they that would be, a, a, even being in the race, in a couple of weeks from now, we're still talking about them being in the race. It's a big deal. Yeah. And <laughs> I hate to bring up the, it's a winnable game quote from, I think, Frost uh -oh. maybe in his first season. Uh -oh. But this is a winnable game. It's going to be a hard-nosed, tough, physical Rutgers team that they're playing. But it is a winnable game. Their offense is kind of struggling a little bit. Um, it's a defense that is going to hit you. There's going to be a lot of bruises after this game. It's going to be a big old, a, a nice old Big Ten football game. Um, but it is winnable. And it is, and it is, it will be something if they, if Nebraska, you know, they beat Indiana and they go and win again, back-to-back -back Big Ten um, games win that that are wins that hasn't been done here in a long time and if they if they if they do that um, things are going to be looking up around here trivia time uh -oh. you guys know when the last time that nebraska won two straight big 10 games no i would say that okay do you know i know because i looked it up okay good. Say 2017. Good. i'm gonna good. say 2017 2018 november okay. november 10th Frost and november 17th they beat illinois it was like i think like 54 to 35. I can't and then remember. the Michigan State game? 9 to 6. 9 to yeah. 6. That really cold, <laughs> yeah, I think. It was, yeah. Just complete. Yeah. Ty Robinson's official visit, official, official visit, visit day from Arizona. Yeah. Is, that the, is that the one that sealed the deal for Ty Robinson? Who had a great bounce back game? He had a great game, by the way. Ty Robinson. Yeah. I'm glad um, we talked about him. <laughs> really great game out of that guy. And, and Bill Bush said that, you know, he. He has more in him, and he told him that before the game, and Bush was excited to see that extra little something come out of Ty Robinson. So good to see. Yep, so he'll be looking for a bounce-back game, or another uh, second straight mm -hmm. um, solid performance. So Luke Reimer, who, again, great bounce-back game. He was yep. much maligned, and he he was excellent on Saturday, and mm -hmm. um, so was the entire – the defense as a whole. Defense as a whole, yeah. And yeah, they were – I mean, they were um, they were fantastic with all the, the stats that we've, that we've mentioned before, and Bill Bush talked about it again today. But, um, yeah, they're, they're looking for a win streak in the Big Ten for the first time in almost four years exactly, and they're fa Nebraska's favorites again. They're three-point favorites as, as of the um, recording of this, and the, the over-under is 48.5 points, first time uh, since the Northwestern game that's been lower than 61.5 points. So like you said, Steve, <laughs> yeah. expecting a tough Big Ten football game. Yeah, I, I, I just see this game, and it's going to be low scoring. There's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises on both sides. So we'll see how it goes. Kind of what you expect uh, yep. going up against Greg Schiano and yes. Rutgers. So I yep. think 
They know what uh, they know what is in store for them. They know what's at stake in the Big Ten West race, and um, it's the next step in a in a hope to get to to Indianapolis. But that's that's far down the road. You have to go one and zero this week, like the, the team yep. keeps saying. And um, we will be there. Uh, Steve and I will be traveling to Piscataway for a Friday night in Piscataway, New Jersey, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, so be sure to follow us there, nebraska.rivals.com for your written coverage and the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel for all of our digital content. And uh, we will be back here again tomorrow, Thursday morning, with another edition of Bold Predictions. And I'm going to get to do some bragging a little bit <laughs> over, over a couple of these guys and Jeff. So uh, keep it locked in here, and we'll, uh, we'll see you the next time.